Welcome to the Career Chatroom, where we focus on job searching and landing. I'm your host, Erin Sergi. Welcome back to the Career Chatroom. Today's episode is one of what I like to think of as my career launch series, where I share information without a guest, and these are usually inspired by where I've been spending some energy recently, typically where I've been sending people individual emails or LinkedIn messages to try and address some tips and tricks that I see a need for. Then once I've been doing that for a little while and realized that I've been sending a lot of individual messages, I usually think this is the time to record an episode of the Career Launch Series. So today's episode is focused on LinkedIn profiles. And I want to point out that there's a difference between creating your profile and really setting up your profile. And that's what we're going to spend time on today. LinkedIn is an amazing tool that can help you passively work on your career and your job search while you are off doing other things, but only if you've got it set up properly. So many people miss an opportunity to have their profile really optimized and working for them in the background while they are crushing an exam and off slaying projects at work. So what I wanted to do today is share my checklist for making sure that you have your LinkedIn profile really set up, not just created, which I know a lot of people think I'll create my profile, get the bare minimum in there and check mark it's created. It's not really set up. And so here's my checklist for setting it up. I'd like to start at the top and kind of work my way down really how the the LinkedIn profile is oriented as you fill it out. So the number one thing on my checklist is your profile picture. It's really important to have a profile picture. You do not want to have just a silhouette or something that doesn't actually reflect you as a person, not you know a picture of you cut out from another group picture, but one that is really intentionally taken as a profile picture. Now, it does not have to be a professional profile picture, although if you have one of those, that's terrific. Definitely use it. You can come up with a profile picture that's intentionally taken to be just you that is done on an iPhone just by asking a friend. Pick a day when you have time and your photographer has time and check to see what some of the profile picture poses are on LinkedIn that you think look the best. I have a real preference for a pose where you cross your arms, kind of throw your shoulders back and maybe tilt your, your, your body a little bit to the side and try it with like a smile or even with one that is a closed smile and have the person who's taking your photos for you take a few pictures, a few different shots, maybe at different angles or with different settings in the background. This will give you a really nice profile photo that you can use as step number one. Step number two is you can also add a background photo to your profile. Mine is something that speaks to the work that I do here on the career chat room. I've got a photo, a stock photo that I found on the internet of three little plants that are in the process of growing. And that's just what I've chosen. You can really use anything as a background photo, as long as it is something that maybe represents where you're working or where you go to school or even something that might be representative of the type of field that you want to get into. Like if you are in gearing towards the medicine field, maybe there's some sort of 
background photo that has something to do with medicine or something that has to do with the environment if you're environmentally uh, focused in environmental sciences for your career. So the really, the possibilities are endless. And it just adds a bit of a polished touch to your overall profile. The third piece that I want to call attention to is your headline. This is a place where you can express more about who you are professionally, who you're aspiring to be, if perhaps you haven't started your professional career yet. But I want to make sure that you know that you can really optimize this by adding a few different things. I like to use a little the straight line, the little up and down straight line to separate the things you put in your headline. But you can add a number of different things. And too often, especially with students, I see their headline as being student at such and such a university. And that's just not very descriptive. And it really leaves a lot on the table that you could be doing more with that headline. So if you're studying, let's say, strategic communications, you could say you're a strategic communications major at such and such a university. If you hold down some other sort of internship or part-time job that you want to put on here, go ahead and do that. If you're an athlete or you hold leadership positions on campus, you can go ahead and put little headlines in there as well. And there's lots of examples out there that you can see of people who've done something along these lines. But I just really implore you not to simply say that you're a student at such and such university. It could be so much more. The fourth area that I see people not taking full advantage of is their about summary. Now, an about summary does not need to be a novel or uh, cover every single thing that you've done in your career. But it needs to give a bit of a flavor of what really makes you tick, what you're passionate about, what are the areas that you really thrive in, what are the things that you're known for, the things that are your brand, the things that people will remember or have told you about what it's like to work with you on a project or at a job or on a school assignment. So really try and give a bit of a flavor of you and what you bring to the table. I think that it's good to maybe have two to three short paragraphs in the about summary and try and use words and and descriptors that really jump off the page and, and make you unique. So I wouldn't bother too much with some of the standard words that people might use like good at time management or uh, I can't even think of them off the top of my head. I, I steer so far away from them, but I love using words like that you're passionate about this or that you thrive in situations that allow you to problem solve or to make innovative ideas come to life or you know different things that really jump off the page. That about summary is so, so important. The fifth area that I want you to really focus on optimizing is your experiences. Now, this is kind of like when you're filling in your resume and you're filling in your experiences section. And I would encourage you to think about this as a living, breathing, dynamic resume that you can come back to and update all the time. You want to include all relevant work experience. And I say relevant because if you are further along in your career and you have a lot of different experiences that you want to show here, you have a lot to fill in and you might want to cut some things out that are maybe further back in your career that aren't as relevant to what you're doing today or what you want to be doing in the future. If you're a college student, this is where you might find yourself struggling a little bit. What type of work experiences do you include in your LinkedIn profile? 
I would encourage you to be generous in how you think about including your work experiences. Work experiences of any kind when you're just starting out your career can really help to show your work ethic, to show your consistency, what you bring to a a job, whether or not it's one of great professional significance later on in your career. So when you're just starting out, I would include all the work experiences that you have. If you were a server at a restaurant and it was a restaurant that you would go back to um, over and over again each summer for two, three years, go ahead and include that there. If you were a camp counselor and you were maybe a camper before that and you were requested to come back and be a camp counselor for the next summer and go through the training program, go ahead and include that there as well. If you are working on different projects on campus, maybe you are holding a leadership position in an organization on campus, that is another work experience. It might not be a paid work experience, and so people sometimes would maybe exclude that because it's not a paid work experience, but I would say it's an experience that should be included in your LinkedIn profile. So go ahead and include that as well. With any experiences that you're including in your LinkedIn profile, you want to include some level of detail, just like you would on a resume. Perhaps you think of three or four bullets that you could include that describe what you did at that work experience. Or you might use a more conversational paragraph style to explain what it is that you did. In this role, I did this and this and this, and I was responsible for that and that. Either way works, but it is good to have some level of detail for each work experience that you put on there. Now, for the work experiences that aren't as professionally relevant, let's say, to the area of study or the the career area that you're aspiring towards, I would say that you should reflect upon the things that you did that are transferable, things you learned in that work experience. If you were in a customer service role, let's say at a fast food restaurant, and one, of the, and one of the things you had to get really good at was dealing with customers that were unhappy about something or customers that needed some sort of issue resolved or coworkers that were having some sort of conflict and you learned how to get along or to help others get along, it may not be obvious at first that these are things that are transferable skills that you learned in that environment that could help you later in your career or help to demonstrate that you have these skills that you could bring forward. But if you sit and reflect on what you learned in each of these work experiences that you had and really draw upon that to create the detail for your LinkedIn profile, I think you'll find that you have relevant things to include that will actually be attractive and appeal to a future employer. If you have multiple work experiences already. So say you're not coming from a campus setting. Maybe you have a number of different roles that you had at one company, maybe two roles, three roles, and you moved around within a certain company. Try and make sure that you have those work experiences grouped together under that one employer and you show those experiences as sub-bullets or sub-sections under that one employer so that they actually add up to the full amount of time you were at that employer, but then it shows each of the separate roles you had as parts of the whole. It will add it up for you. So it's in totality. Sometimes people will struggle with this a little bit, and then it doesn't accurately represent the number of years that they were at that particular employer, and the math doesn't quite add up. 
I would also say that if you have a LinkedIn profile from the past and maybe you feel like you've lost it or you don't have the access, the login information, make the effort to go out and find that and edit the existing LinkedIn profile that you had as opposed to creating a new separate one. It'll just make it cleaner and easier for people to find you and to know which LinkedIn profile is the one that you really are working within at this point in time. If you do feel like you want to start a new LinkedIn profile rather than go back and edit the other one, I would still encourage you to go back out and find that old profile and disable it. Just get it out of the LinkedIn environment so that it's really crystal clear which LinkedIn profile you're using today and that you're actively updating. And I guess that's my last tip in regards to making sure that your LinkedIn profile is set up as opposed to just created, is that you can come back to it and update it whenever that you feel the urge to or you have something new to add. Just today, I went into my LinkedIn profile to make an edit. I had recently started a new job. And at that time, I just entered the company name, my title, and the start date. And I hadn't put in anything about what I was actually doing in the role. So today, I went in and I added a line or two about the actual work that I'm doing and clicked update. It's as easy as that. That's why I love LinkedIn profile updating, because it's such a dynamic tool. I really impress upon you the importance of having your LinkedIn profile working for you in the background and updated because it is a much more dynamic tool than your resume. As soon as you send out a resume to somebody, it's a point in time and it's not reflective of what's going on with you maybe a few weeks, a few months, or a few years later versus your LinkedIn profile. If they have access to your LinkedIn profile, they've always got an opportunity to see what you're up to today. If you've sent a link to your profile or someone has introduced you via your profile to someone else, that profile link will still always come back to whatever your latest and greatest is on your LinkedIn profile versus if you've sent somebody a resume, which is a point in time. So after you've made your way through the checklist of LinkedIn profile setup, I want to also encourage you to start posting on LinkedIn about the things that you're doing. So if you're in school, and you've worked on a very cool project with maybe a group of other students, draft a short post about the opportunity that you had to work with these other students and what the intent and purpose of the project was and what the outcome was. You can even link to their profiles and thank them for being part of such an amazing team. But it just helps to start to establish your presence on LinkedIn. And also, it's a professional shout out to the other people that you've been working with that just shows some savvy in regards to how you're representing yourself on LinkedIn. If you're not in school and you're working on a project at work that you can talk about on LinkedIn on a social media platform, or maybe a conference that you went to and you met some other people that you're really grateful for having met, whatever opportunities you have, whether you're in school or at work, that you can start to post about on LinkedIn, that will help to really make your profile come alive generate some interest and traffic to your profile, especially if you tag other people that you're interacting with and working with and, and even expressing gratitude to them for being a part of your experience. That all generates some more of that passive 
activity and energy around your profile that can help to set you up even further to be able to help your LinkedIn profile work for you. So I hope that you use this checklist of things that you should do to optimize your LinkedIn profile so that you can really get your LinkedIn profile set up and working for you in the background. That's it for this episode of the Career Chat Room. As always, thanks for tuning in.